0: Hi, I'm Ken. And I'm Dee. And with us today is our very special guest, Monica. Hello, everybody. I'm so excited to be here.
1: <laughs> Lovely to have you
2: on. Anytime I can join Goth Squad, I'm up for it.
0: Hell yeah. Monica is here today as our 80s and 90s toy enthusiast expert to tell us all about moon dreamers. What are they?
1: We just don't know. <laughs>
0: No one knows, good night.
1: <laughs> I was excited about this because it turns out I have a Moon Dreamer in my closet as we speak.
2: Oh, did you have them as a
1: kid
0: or was this a later purchase? Or did this just show up in your house one day and you have no idea why?
1: No, <laughs> it came along with a bunch of G1 My Little Ponies that I bought. Oh, awesome. It's the polar bear.
2: Oh, I love the polar bear. I think the ones we had were also like in with a bunch of ponies, but this was like a hand-me-down from older cousins. (laughs) So it was one of the things that was just like a doll in a bin that may or may not have had its original clothes on, <laughs> so it was just sort of us looking at it, going, "I wonder what this is," and then like incorporating it as like Barbie's little
0: sister or whatever, because it's shorter than Barbie. Yeah, by a lot. Yeah. As Monica <laughs> has definitely hinted, Moon Dreamers are dolls.
2: Oh yeah, sorry. We should probably <laughs> explain that. <laughs> yeah, they're they're really cute little dolls. They're about five and a half inches tall. They have some slightly shorter, I'm guessing, younger friends who are four and a half inches tall. But I can get into who's taller than who and why
0: later. <laughs> the deep moon dreamer lore. Uh,
2: I mean, I guess we're here to go there, but you don't really want to go there.
1: <laughs> the moon drama, as it were. Oh. Whoa! So much moon
2: drama. Um, so basically, the question of what are they is a very good question. Because I looked it up and then watched the TV show and I'm still confused. So, and (laughs) granted, that's probably because it's a children's TV show and children's TV shows generally don't make sense. But this one was like set in space. But the laws of physics don't apply, which like granted children's TV show, but at the same time, really weird that people like fall off of things just like out into space and just keep falling. Like that's always kind of alarming. But yeah, (laughs) apparently there are 16 episodes, which are 11 minutes long. And so I was talking with Ken earlier and I think we've basically answered the question, which came first, the dolls or the TV show? And clearly the TV show was only meant to sell the dolls. This was not based on any, like, solid narrative anyone wrote. It was just kind of like space stuff seems to be selling. Let's make more space stuff.
0: So, is this late 80s, early 90s?
2: So, they came out in 1986 and were sold for two years. And then, I believe, in the 1988 Hasbro catalog, there's a section on Moon Dreamers that introduces like whole new categories of characters that just never got made. So it's kind of weird that like they're in the catalog, but something happened and they were never produced.
0: So it's kind of a early to mid 80s mini
2: fashion doll. Yeah, I guess so. They I mean, they come in one outfit. So I guess (laughs) in that way, they're sort of like action figures with outfits on. So a G.I. Joe. Yeah. It's, it's much more like a doll than a G.I. Joe. Although G.I. Joe is also a doll. So what am I talking about?
0: He has so many different fashions that you can put him in. I know, right? He really
2: does. So many tactical backpacks. <laughs> but basically, we got them as a hand-me-down. I think then possibly like the following year or the following birthday, I received one or two as a gift. I don't remember. I might have been three. Um, so we had... Basically, what comes with the dolls, so you can get a sense of what you'd be getting if you were in 1987, is the little, you know, five and a half inch cutie little doll in her metallic space outfit. A lot of them are made with lame fabric that's like, you know, shiny. And then they have these really cute like knit metallic tights. They would each kind of have like a theme for what they looked like. And that kind of went with their job up in space. The one I'm looking at now that I have in my hand is named Dreamgazer. And she apparently, I guess it's a weird mix between she's a scientist and a sorcerer because, like, she kind of speaks like an oracle and that she, like, answers their questions in riddles, sort of. Okay. <laughs> it was weird. The show is very strange but she basically like hangs out in the library all day and they just like go find her if they need something. And I was like, you know what? I think I could be dream gazer in real life. That seems like a pretty
1: sweet job. <laughs> yeah. That's probably the, the one I would take. Yeah. You knew you were getting a banger toy when they had that that like shiny metallic like crinkle fabric.
2: Oh yeah, like it's all we wanted in the 80s. <laughs> so exciting. Like the costume design on these is way better than it needs to be. So like each character has like a specific look based on what their job is. So Dreamgazer who I was just talking about being weird in her library had this like see-through opalescent little piece of plastic that was like around her head like the rings of Saturn oh and like she's got a side ponytail and like neon peach hair which is fabulous little bangs that stick like up but to the side because it's the 80s and like a star tattoo over one eye hell yeah and the other thing that's really awesome about the costumes is that parts of them glow in the dark
0: yes I just
2: yes. retested this earlier, and the, the glowiest part on her is there's a little crescent moon on the front of her dress, and that is so bright when you go into the dark. Her hair glows yellow, which is kind of funny. And I have another one who's named Whimsy. She operates the Dream Machine.
1: Oh, that's my favorite arcade in the mall.
2: Oh, nice. <laughs> <laughs> Do they also have a weird command deck like it's Star Trek?
1: Well, no, they actually uh, are no longer boys.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I was very impressed by the cartoon. Like, every other scene was like them sitting on that thing, like looking into a child's dream and being like, yeah, it's going well.
0: <laughs> <laughs> until.
2: Until. Yeah, until. So, getting back to my description spiral. <laughs> so, the Moondrievers live above the Earth in an area of space called Starry Up which was also like referred to in an episode as the city of Starry Up. But the only thing I ever saw in Starry Up in four episodes was where they work, which is called Dream Central, (laughs) which kind of has like in The Wizard of Oz, you know, when they get to the city and they knock on the door and then some guy like leans out a door porthole thing and yells at them. Yes, that is exactly (laughs) how the Moon Dreamers are introduced in this show. Is that like two <laughs> little girls who look three are just like ice skate snowboarding down like what looks like an ice road in space.
0: Yeah, like a space ice luge. It's very Rainbow Road in Mario Kart. Okay.
2: <laughs> I was thinking it was reminding me of um in the Thor movies, they have that Rainbow Road thing they walk yeah, on. Yeah, the Rainbow Bridge. Yeah, so they may have been stealing from Norse mythology there. I don't know that they were that smart. I don't even know (laughs) where the other end of the road goes to, but it leads to Dream Central, where the Moon Dreamers hang out and control all of the dreams of the children of Earth.
0: Broke, all roads lead to Rome. Woke, all roads lead to Dream (laughs) Central. There we go.
1: I sort of feel like I should have dropped an edible. (laughs) Yeah, I feel like you probably feel better about
2: it. I would say everyone listening, Stop the podcast for a second, go get an edible, and then come back. <laughs>
1: go get, get super high.
2: It's like, got its whole like weird cosmology where like, I was going into it having heard like only the description of like, they make dreams for children and they live in outer space. So I was like, okay, is this like five demigods in a factory? Like, what are we talking about exactly? <laughs> Because like, as I mentioned, the ice road goes nowhere. People only ever walk toward Dream Central. So like these two little three-year-old kids that I mentioned and then forgot about are named Blinky. And I'm gonna keep calling her What's-Her-Face because I keep forgetting it because it's too much like Blinky. I think it's Bitsy. Bitsy, there we go. Blinky and Bitsy. <laughs> that in the cartoon, which anyone can watch if they really want to on YouTube, I can't advise it.
1: And you should. Oh, wow! <laughs> I,
2: I can't advise it. The voices are so shrill.
0: It's so annoying. I made it through one episode, and it's easily one of the worst audio experiences I've ever had. And I've been to metal shows. Yeah, it was bad.
2: Like, complete with, like, it's a musical, and, like, it didn't need to be. Like, is, for instance... No! Question. Is My Little Pony musical or are they just hanging out?
1: It is musical. They have musical moments, yes.
2: So the ponies will sing?
1: Yes. It depends on what cartoon. My Little Pony Tales has intermittent music.
2: Okay, because like the characters in this will sing to like tell you stuff that you don't need to know. Well cool. Great. So cool
0: of them to do that for
2: me. <laughs> like there's at one point where a character like has a song that goes on longer than it should about how he needs to stop falling off of things.
1: Well, the thing is he should do that. I mean solid advice, yeah, it's
2: the main occupation of characters in cartoons is falling off of things, so fair enough, but it didn't seem necessary to me that and the fact that like there was a lot of like piccolo trilling and then like weird like do do <roat sound> background like type like organ music happening, like the whole thing was very <laughs> jarring and uncomfortable. huh, piccolo's an interesting choice. I did find it <laughs> entertaining in how batshit weird it
0: was. It's just, they have a whole musical number about how Moondreamers are awesome, Moondreamers are the coolest, everyone should be a Moondreamer. And then Stinky and Blinky ask the Moon Dreamers, hey, can we also be Moondreamers? Because clearly we've been animated as the protagonists of the series, and we're also, like, very in line with the toy line designs. Uh-huh. And then the Moon Dreamers are like, no, fuck off. Go to hell! Go
1: to hell! Yes. We don't want you here! <laughs> Sparky, like, straight up leans
2: out the Emerald City mini-door and says no and closes it. And then... Pretty immediately, the evil queen shows up and, like, throws the children into a black hole. And I was like, what just (laughs) happened?
1: The (laughs) three-year-olds! They lean back out and they're like, good, stay there.
2: I mean, it's a cartoon, so why am I complaining? But the complete lack of, like, understanding of anything, like... I feel like Rainbow Bright had a more solid plot. Oh, way more solid. Yeah, this is bonkers.
0: I feel like even Lady Lovely Docs had a leg up on this. I mean, we had a
2: very coherent coloring book, if I remember. Oh, yes. (laughs) Plot, start, finish, boom.
0: Yeah, Little Critters Live in Her Hair, uh, next.
2: I loved that coloring book. Tune in
0: for our next Monica Guest episode, Lady Lovely Locks. I don't know if I want to research
2: another one of these. This is, stuff, <laughs> like, there are so few answers. This took too much out of you. Every time you find a quote-unquote answer, it's just more and more confusing. So, like, the black hole that she threw the children down, I think they wanted to, to use the term portal because it lands them in her dungeon. Okay. And she lives on a different, you know, area of existence that's closer to Earth called the Monstrous Middle. Huh. Can you guess what her castle is called? Keep in mind the main theme of the show is about making dreams.
0: Is it like a nightmare castle? Nightmare castle? It should be, but it was the castle of insomnia. That's... (laughs) very good holy shit it's her
1: fault i can't fucking sleep at night oh my god words for her
2: yeah so she has a crystal that she uses to beam out nightmares to the children's of earth children's children's
0: the children's children's
2: And at some point, I don't know if it's gonna be easier on your end if I record a memo of Mike talking about this or I just make him come in here from the other room.
0: If he's free at the moment, that would be very funny. (laughs) I wanna hear him say it now. I will grab him in a moment, but to set this
2: up basically. So the Moon Dreamers either are beaming positron energy at the children of Earth or the children of Earth in their positive thoughts create positron energy which they use to power Dream Central to give the kids good dreams. But there's a lot of stuff with like crystals lighting up and like shooting beams of light. Something something Himalayan salt lamps. Yeah, they're shooting the good dreams at the children. And then Queen Scowline is the bad lady's name.
1: <laughs> we love it, absolutely. At least the
2: names of stuff on here are like solid and fun.
1: Yeah, iconic, honestly.
2: Yeah. She has something called Negatron, which at first I thought they were saying Megatron. And I was like, wait, are Transformers involved somehow?
1: (laughs) Crossover of the century. (laughs) That would be
2: awesome. But she was saying Negatron, like the opposite of positive. Uh... So I guess I will now invite Dr. Mike to the microphone to explain why physics is nowhere involved in the process of thinking about this show. They just made (laughs) crap up because if these terms meant what they thought they meant good god
3: hang on <laughs> all right howdy howdy
0: howdy howdy mike all right so what is positron and negatron and is it what the moon dreamers say it is
3: so negatron is not a thing
0: oh <gasps> oh my god it's the most <laughs> negative it can be
3: <gasps> oh well that
0: that's posit- as,
1: med- yeah, that's as, <laughs> as negative as it gets, man.
3: Yeah, I, I don't know. It, it can Well, I guess the other way of putting it is, is that it can be whatever you want it to be.
1: Oh, that's so freeing. There you go. Um,
3: positrons are a thing. Um, they're actually a form of what's called antimatter. So effectively, there's these like mirror image particles that actually exist out there in the real world. And if they come into contact with like regular matter, like the stuff that you and I are made of, they explode with lots and lots of energy. So firing, I'm told there are positrons being fired at Earth in this show. Is that at children? Yes. At children, yes. They would explode. Yeah,
1: little kids. Fiery, okay.
0: fiery death would be. <laughs> That's
1: like it would be bad
0: for the children.
3: Yeah, it's not. I, I cannot recommend firing uh, positrons at children. It's not a good idea. All right. Oh, the black hole thing. Yes. <laughs> okay. All right. Jesus. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, if you if you throw anything into a black hole, it's not coming back out. It gets crushed into an infinitesimally small point.
1: I have heard the term spaghettification. Yes, and we enjoy that with the children. Yeah,
3: yeah. So yeah, it turns <laughs> out that you get stretched out and compressed inwards as you fall in. So it's rather painful as well as you know being fatal. It's not. It's not a great idea. <laughs> so yes for kids in conclusion yeah this this show is is it's not interstellar you know it's it's not the sort of you know completely scientifically (laughs) accurate thing i don't know what you were expecting but it's not that
0: it's not even a wrinkle in time
3: exactly exactly
0: (laughs) (laughs) well thank you for teaching us all about science dr mike my pleasure yeah
1: thank you dr mike
3: my pleasure i'll I'll hand you back to ms monica now (laughs)
0: So when he told me
2: the other day what a positron was, my mouth fell open and I was like, okay, a lot of things are going on in this show that I don't think they know are going on in this show.
0: I think I figure out why the children are having nightmares. Yeah.
2: Like Queen Scowleen thought she was doing it. Nope, it
0: was something else. (laughs) (laughs) She was just the middleman. Mhm.
1: Uh, now, I got to ask, is in the show is Bookie Buckaroo a character? Oh my is gosh.
2: Yes. Know. Okay, so let me give you the names of these guys and then we can just try to describe what they look like based on their jobs. So, oh boy. there's Crystal Star who is the star architect and leader. She's one of the ones we had growing up. She has like poofy pink hair and like a pearlescent pink and blue little number with, like, a shooting star on her headband thing. All of these guys have, like, 1980s fabulous headbands. Like, it looks like they're going to the gym, but then they have, like, stars on them.
0: Go went to the star gym. The star gym.
2: <laughs> okay, then Whimsy, who I mentioned before, has blue hair and the same sort of weird poofy hairdo as Crystal Star, but Whimsy operates the dream machine, so she gets to like sit up on the command deck like she's um, Spock or something, moving little levers. <laughs> And then there's Bucky Buckaroo, who is a cowboy, who I don't even really understand what his job is. Like, what? He, like, has a star-shaped car. Yeah. And, like, a really bad, like, Amish bowl cut happening. And, like, a pearlescent white jumpsuit and... His little star car flies around and, like, it appears to the children of Earth as a shooting star, but it's really just Bucky Buckaroo lassoing. I don't know why is he bringing them stars. That is never clear. And then also they tried to give Bucky Buckaroo, like, a cowboy accent, which is it a southern accent? I'm not sure. At one point, I thought he was doing a Boston accent. So whoever was voicing the Bucky Buckaroo character was just as confused as we are. Is what I take from that. <laughs> and then there's Sparky Dreamer, who is the inventor of the dream machine. And she has like the most fabulous 80s mullet possible. So she has like yellow hair that's like spiked up on top, and then like really long straight hair in the back and glasses shaped like stars. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. And then um, she has like this great deep blue merging on purple with like pink piping on her outfit. But hers is like Bucky's, it's like long sleeves and pants. Whereas the other girls have on little outfits that are dresses and they might have like a cap sleeve and then a longer sleeve. Or in the case of Dreamgazer, who's like the sorceress, remember? She has on like a really cute purple sheath dress with a silver bib and then there's like a neon yellow crescent moon on that. And then um, she has this awesome like robe thing that's see-through but it's printed with like celestial designs and like stars and rainbows and stuff so it's like see-through so you can see her dress underneath but then it's got like this wired silver ribbon piping oh and so that you can like po, you can kind of like mold the shape her robe is making so you can make it look like the wind is blowing or something
0: oh that is so cool that is really cool
2: yeah the design they put into these is like way better than it needs to be and you can like pop her silver collar like it looks amazing <laughs>
1: Can you tell me about the sleep creeps because they're giving me nightmares.
2: I can't even really look (laughs) at them. I hate them. They freak me out so much.
0: Too sleepy and too creepy? They're too sleepy,
2: too creepy. So going along with the like dream time, sleep time theme of the show, the sleep creeps do things that keep you up at night. And then there's other creatures who are nice, who are helping the moon dreamers called snoozers. So snoozers like help you sleep, but sleep creeps do the opposite. Sleep creeps look like a nightmare I've had actually, where it's like (laughs) an owl with arms and then it's got like these awful huge two-toed chicken feet but it's not enough toes for a chicken it's just disturbing
0: they also have these weird little propeller heads yeah
2: i guess that's because they fly i don't really know (laughs) i hate them i hate to gaze upon them they're horrible to look at like the the evil things in this show are so ugly that i don't think any child would want them
0: And yet toys
1: were made. <laughs> yeah, I actually have a vivid memory of seeing one of those toys and hating it to the point where I would think about it and be grossed out. Yeah,
2: this is not a kid-friendly show. Like, I remember thinking, watching this the other day, that if I had seen this when I was, like, four to six or whatever, I would have had nightmares about it. Because, like, what do you call it? Monstrous Middle looks so scary, And, like, there are scenes where, like, Queen Scowleen is chasing the children out of her scary castle to, like, they fall off a cliff. There's, like, creepy plants and stuff. And then she sends out, like, a robot to get them. And it's, like, a building-sized red robot that looks like a Venus flytrap. And the way she catches them is that the robot swallows them ah. and it's a tube that leads back into the dungeon. Ah, <laughs> Like intense nightmare fuel for small children. I would not have survived watching that show. To
0: say nothing of, and again, this is just in the one episode I could stand to experience. <laughs> the show is about children having nightmares. Yeah. So they show you the <laughs> nightmares. <laughs> <laughs> appropriately yeah they show you the nightmares which means congratulations the children watching this now have nightmares <laughs> you're now having a fucking nightmare thanks great is happening
2: <laughs> is this actually a brilliant example of vertical integration <laughs>
0: <laughs> your children are having
2: nightmares
1: they need moon dreamer toys <laughs> yeah you got to get them new moon dreamers so they're just this is gonna keep happening you're
2: gonna have to um. buy them all three snoozers to help them fall asleep <laughs>
0: I do like the design for the snoozers. They're like cute little elephant dogs. They got these big floppy ears.
1: Yeah, they're in like pajamas. Yeah. Yeah,
0: I, um, I'm having trouble retaining
2: all of the terms for things. So like as I was writing notes, if I couldn't remember snoozers, I just wrote pajama dogs because that's kind of what they look like.
1: <laughs> that's true. They are kind of pajama
0: puppies. They really are though. And I love them.
2: Yeah, they're really <laughs> cute and thankfully friendly looking because the sleep creeps, man. Oh, God. <laughs>
0: We had one of the snoozers as kids and I just assumed it was just like My Little Pony's fucked up little friend.
2: Yeah, I think I assumed it was a My Little Pony thing too. <laughs> yeah. Because honestly, like the design work on My Little Ponies, like I remember we had like a little purple dragon. I don't know what that character is called. Spike. The way his faces and his eyes don't look that different from the snoozer we had. Yeah, they had a similar vibe going.
1: Wait, well, there was also a dragon for Moondreamers, right?
2: Yes, and that dragon head looks like somebody ripped a head off My Little Pony and just stuck it on it, so. Yes, G2,
1: <laughs> My Little Pony. I believe they were designed by the same team.
0: <gasps> oh. oh. So uh,
1: I've got some crossover knowledge from them being made by like very at very similar times uh-huh which, which is why a lot of like the animal companions do weirdly look like the my little pony like cousins.
2: Oh, that is so cool.
1: So where were we on moon Dreamers? Uh, <laughs> oh we were we were at Galaxia and Celeste I believe. Oh yeah da- dragon that looks like a my little pony.
2: Yeah and um she has like this sweet little bench on her back where her wings come up. And Celeste can sit on there and, like, ride this, like, dragon chariot through the sky because she's, like, bringing the night or something so the kids can go to bed. Okay,
1: like a Greek god.
2: And in typical Moondreamer's fashion, her costume fits her job in that she looks very ethereal. Like, she has a dress made out of, like, what looks like... I don't know what they make veils out of, but you know what I'm saying? It's like a lighter, floofier fabric. Like a gauze? Oh, gauzy. Like toile. Yeah, like kind a toile. of. So she also has like a funky headband with like a jewel or whatever, but her outfit looks so much different than, say, Sparky, who's like an engineer. It's just interesting that they thought the costumes out to that degree.
0: They are delightfully distinctive
2: yeah. for each profession. Like to the point where like if you have the wrong outfit on the wrong doll, it looks wrong. Like, it's so interesting.
1: And it's interesting too, that these dolls all have highly specific jobs that you didn't really see in, forgive me for using the phrase little girl toys. Yeah,
2: it was not until like feminists yelled at Barbie enough that
1: she like got jobs, (laughs) (laughs) which was in
2: the nineties, I think.
1: (laughs) One is like an architect. One is like a systems administrator. Like I find that so weirdly progressive.
2: Yeah, they had like real STEM jobs, which is nice to see.
1: These are little little science babies.
0: Real is a strong word, (laughs) because they are um, shooting particles at children to make dreams happen, which I think Dr. Mike would disagree with.
2: (laughs) I mean, all of us as humanists should disagree with that.
1: (laughs) I'm going to be brave, and I'm going to say that they fumbled hardcore by not calling the character a Starkitect.
2: Oh, Oh, man, they should have done that.
1: Big fumble. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Legit.
2: I don't know if you got to see, they have like the play sets you could get. And so like one of them is Dream Central, which is like obviously a much smaller version of what you see in the show. And then one of them is like a weird modified version of the ship that the snoozers sail through space. I wasn't entirely clear on like what the snoozers job was like when they were introduced (laughs) like careening around space in their sailing ship. And there's only three of them, and they're piloting, like, a full pirate ship thing. (laughs) They were, like, scooping, like, items out of the, I don't even know what the ocean is called anymore. Everything had, like, a cutesy name, and because there were so many, I can't remember all of, any of them. But they had, like, you know, dip nets. And they were like, we're getting the stuff that dreams are made of. And I was like, why is all of this detritus floating in an ocean in space? (laughs) (laughs)
1: Because it keeps zapping the universe at random.
2: Yeah, I guess it's going to create itself if we're sending positrons here, there, and everywhere. (laughs) And then I can't really see it very well because the photo is too small. But it says this bed ship also comes with three bed bugs. And I can kind of see like something small, which I'd imagine would be cute on the deck of the ship, but I can't see it.
1: Bed bugs, that's nasty though. I hate that, I don't want bed bugs.
0: No, oh, but they were probably really cute. Well, this was before our bed bugs became like a citywide infestation. Yeah, that's always my favorite part of toys
2: is when there's like a miniature animal that goes with it. I'm a sucker for that.
0: Yes, a smaller animal to go with my small animal. An even smaller animal.
1: Okay, the bed bugs I'm enhancing, I'm clicking, I'm enhancing. The bed bugs are little bugs shaped like beds. Oh. <laughs> Shaped like beds? <laughs> they are like bed shaped, yeah. Huh. Okay, now I'm gonna have to see. If you picture it like a novelty car bed, but bug shaped, and then there's like a little mattress on their back.
2: Oh my God! So are they like little snails?
1: Yeah, that's my assumption.
2: I mean, my fault for not zooming in and
1: enhancing, but I mean, I am known as the hacker of <laughs> Yeah, that's, that's we've often said that. Yeah, people do always call me that. <laughs> Hold on, I got an enhanced version of the image. Ooh, nice. All right, now I'm looking at them. They're kind of disturbing. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I, I'm i actually not enjoying what not seeing them up close.
0: Oh, they're wretched. They're
1: horrid. So do they not have faces? <laughs> I think there's like little sleeping eyes.
0: Oh, they do look like a train. They do. Their face is like the back of the head of the bed. Oh, I hate it. <laughs>
1: Yeah, it's nasty. It's really gross.
2: This show, man. They really bring it with the creepy,
0: don't they?
1: I'd prefer they hadn't.
0: They had to artificially manufacture nightmares so parents would have an excuse to buy Moon Dreamers to give their children less nightmares.
1: (laughs) My understanding is that Queen Scowleen also just has like a turbo lice infection and that's why she is the way she is. Really? her original playset came with a bug that you clip into her hair that it describes as biting her scalp to keep her awake. Oh my god, too funny.
2: <laughs> In one of the early episodes, they had mentioned that like she had kidnapped the bear and the lion from a space circus, or maybe they called it a star circus or That's... something. <laughs> But she had kidnapped them to make them jump over her bed repeatedly so she could count them like sheep so she could fall asleep. What? But then she was allergic to the bear, so she had a sneezing fit and they took the opportunity to jump out her window. Wow. Okay. So, like, sometimes all the moon dreamers and the bear and all that can get out of stuff because she's allergic to the bear.
0: So, this was written in an afternoon. Yeah, it's all pretty weird. <laughs> The toy
1: describes that, but the wiki, and yes, there's a wiki, Ooh, of does not mention the bug that lives in her hair, even though it is pictured in her profile image. That's weird.
0: Well, looks like he'll have to message the admins.
1: Is this like deep lore? That's the thing with
0: this show is every
2: time you learn something, it spawns five more questions. Like it's maddening.
1: (laughs) Yeah. This is like,
2: it's a rabbit hole. You're going to fall down whether you want to or not.
1: I do feel like we maybe have, um, we have done a ring to everyone listening. I hope
2: not. Dear Lord. (laughs) (laughs) Also on the, um, ghost of the doll website, they are showing like the other playset type things. And apparently they produced one stuffed animal, which was a snoozer named Stumbles. And he has really cute little cloud-shaped glasses on. And he's wearing pajamas and he's so cute. And I want him. I love that. Yeah.
1: He's just a little guy.
2: Okay. Now here's another spawning of more questions. It says Stumbles comes with a saddlebag to carry two snoozer friends.
0: But he is a
2: snoozer, so what does that mean?
0: Is he carrying, like, the smaller vinyl versions of himself? But why would he do that? Is
1: it just like a baby Bjorn?
0: Yeah, but like, why? All the snoozers are the same size, canonically, so why? Yeah, why? Is he... Oh, wait, they are? Yeah. What? Oh. Oh. Yeah. Oh, that's weird. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. It's like if Rainbow Dash came with saddlebags that she could put Fluttershy and, I don't know, fucking Applejack in. And they were small enough to fit in there. Yeah, and they were like, for some reason, a tenth of her size and everyone was acting like that was normal.
1: You know, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna be brave. I'm gonna say that's weird.
0: You
2: know what? You're right. I'm gonna go with a lot of this stuff was like barely thought out, if thought out at all. And that's why we keep stumbling into these holes.
0: They put all the attention to detail (laughs) on the outfits. I mean, yeah. And after that, they kind of ran out of steam.
2: (laughs) And you know what? I can't even fault them for it because I love the outfits that much. The
1: outfits are so good.
2: Well, not only like so beautiful in terms of like the proportion of the clothing, like these are gorgeous. And then on top of that, they're all character specific. Like it's weirdly thought out.
1: It's weirdly thought out for the fact that it seems no thought went anywhere else.
2: Yeah. So maybe whoever they got on like the clothing design was like the main driver of this project. (laughs) I don't know.
1: So the toys that are left over from these great questions, do they have any value? Are people, like, collecting these? Oh, yeah, fandom?
2: Well, I'm collecting them now because I'm now obsessed because I've fallen down this rabbit hole.
1: But basically, the
2: ones that I have were, like, I think 9 and $12, and they came with most of their clothes. Like, you're very rarely ever going to find one with the shoes, obviously, because that's what we lose a lot of the time playing with dolls. But yeah, if you want one that just has the clothes and no shoes, you can pretty reliably get one for like $25 or less. Like I'm saying, I think I got mine on Mercari for like $9 and $12. Nice. I can see on eBay there are some listed for as low as $6. So entry point, pretty good.
0: You can get an evil Scowleen Moondreamers 1986 Hasbro vintage doll new sealed in box for only $72.03. Because
2: nobody really wants Scowleen.
1: I found a naked Scowleen for 18 bucks. so uh, <laughs> sorry losers. Guess who's about to get a new Scowleen with no clothes on? Oh. Nightmare
2: fuel. <laughs>
0: The real big spender ones seem to be the bear and the lion. Good news for me. Cuz those seem to reliably go for like 50.
1: No, I can
2: find a lot of them for about 25. Really? I was going to say I'm oh, holding okay. out for one under
0: $20. Okay, cuz I was looking at the sold prices and I was just like 50, 60, 50, 60. <laughs>
2: Oh, maybe I was looking in the wrong place. I thought I was seeing some for 25
1: Well, if you don't mind doing the stain treatment on it, you can have the bear for free. He's just been hanging out in my pony collection. No way.
2: You have the bear? Yeah, I got the bear. Is it standing up?
1: Yeah. He doesn't have a saddle and he's got some staining, but like a little bit of zit cream can take care of that. I would love that bear, Dee. You have no
2: idea. All right. <laughs> <But> part <laughs> of the reason I'm refusing to pay for one is that like I have the feeling that somewhere in my grandmother's attic is a box with this polar bear in the bottom. Aww. And we we had do you remember there were like necklaces that had like fairly large see-through like resin pendants like one was a purple star and one was like a red flower or something
1: no oh are those the dream crystals that the that the dolls come with
2: yeah so like every doll comes with like a necklace for the little girl the doll yes. the hairbrush yes. the little stand and the stand is cool too it's like see-through teal plastic in a very simply designed they're just like standing with one leg in it on a circle but it somehow also looks space age like the whole thing top to bottom is amazing
0: I remember a necklace that was a doll and you could blow bubbles but I don't think that was a moon dreamer those were bubblins god there's a lot of weird stuff (laughs) a lot of toys huh we'll have to have Monica back again and again and again (laughs) I love miniature
2: doll things like teensy dolls I can't (laughs) (laughs)
1: Little baby dolls, yeah. Yeah. (gasps) My favorite category of late 80s and 90s toys is a little goofy thing for the child to wear. I love when a toy comes with like a necklace or a ring. Pretty Pretty Princess was my favorite game because I got to wear a bunch of tacky plastic jewelry. Oh,
2: fun. (laughs) I don't know if you remember the Rose Petal Place dolls.
1: Rose Petal Place, do they stink?
2: No, they didn't have a scent, thank God. (laughs) You should Google it, Dee, they're adorable. They have like dresses that look like flowers and like hats that look like the blossom.
1: Oh, oh, that's cute. Wow, they're really high quality. Yeah,
2: another one where the clothes are really nice the yellow one she had a sheath dress of tight pleats and then she had like a hat that looked like a daffodil blossom and she had she may have had like a cape that was like daffodil flowers too like it was really neat oh huh. but the idea is like they're like the spirits of the flowers oh. probably another very weakly defined narrative made to sell toys
0: if we <laughs> may be cynical for a moment.
2: Yeah. But in terms of like the 80s ones I've actually bothered collecting, like buying online, it's been the Moon Dreamers because I've am i always been obsessed with them. And then the Rose Petal Place ones, because we had that one daffodil one. I didn't realize it was like one of a larger set. And then the Rose one is my favorite. She's all pink. She's so cute.
1: Wow, these are really tight costume designs. Yeah.
2: My Little Pony was Hasbro, right? Correct. Yes. At some point, we need to have on someone who worked for Hasbro or around people who worked for Hasbro who could answer the question of like, who is the genius sculptor behind My Little Ponies? And why the Moon Dreamers faces are so cute, so much more cute than any other doll. Go ahead, fight me.
1: That like <laughs> is such a dream to like have someone who'd work in those departments. Yeah,
2: but yeah, I would love to know if like who the hell was designing all these clothes and like which dolls did the same sculptor work on? Because clearly there's like overlap between some of them. There is definitely a continuity. Like the doll that comes with the My Little Ponies looks vaguely reminiscent of the Blinky Moon dreamer
1: yes yes. and then
2: um in the unproduced moon dreamer toys there's a line called Sun Sparklers, and all of the Sun Sparklers have faces that are different from the Moondreamer faces. They look more like early Barbie Kellys or like the baby equivalent that started in the 80s. Oh. Yeah, they
1: look really different.
2: So, like, they look like Barbie babies, basically, which is interesting.
1: So, we have absolutely no information on why these got discontinued before they even launched.
2: I couldn't find it. Maybe you can. I trust your researching skills more than mine
1: (laughs) i did try once upon a time because i was really mad because aries the ram was such a cute design and i never got to have one
2: i know all the little animals are so sweet we did discuss what comes in the packaging but something i forgot to mention is somewhere in the description of some of the later dolls like the last ones produced some of those came with a record in them like a small record that had like stories on it called Dream Tales, but it was spelled like T-A-I-L-S. What?
1: Those are the ones that are probably going for a ton as those records. Probably, huh? yeah.
2: There was a Blinky that had accidentally been given the blue hair instead of her pink ponytails and somebody bought it. I think it was for $45. Damn.
1: So for a toy line that was produced for such a short period of time and cut off mysteriously, none of this is particularly high priced. Because I just found a message from Crystal Star for $7 and I might buy it.
0: Is it possible that the short production time might be driving down the price because they weren't around long enough for a lot of people to form strong attachments to them in childhood? I think we're going to be
2: driving up the price because now that everyone's heard the insane word salad that is what we just talked about (laughs) and the mysteries of the Moon Dreamers, they're going to be snapping them up
0: like gangbusters. I am speaking of the prices independent of this podcast.
1: Okay, I'm going to buy everything up so that you guys can't undercut me mm. later
0: <laughs> i'm not gonna do that i feel like that counts as insider trading
1: is that insider trading if i'm the one doing it i think that's securities fraud
0: <laughs> i don't know ask martha stewart
1: uh, <laughs> hey, <hey-o. laughs>
0: new jersey's finest martha stewart
2: so obviously value wise like the unproduced ones if you can get like a prototype version would be, you know, into the like maybe $300 range. The dolls still in the boxes go for about $150. Damn.
1: That makes sense. Yeah. yeah.
2: But I mean, if you're not picky and you don't need like whimsy with shoes on, You can find Whimsy with her clothes for like seven bucks sometimes. Like it's a
0: really fun collectible to get into. I do love an affordable collectible. Well, this one shouldn't be this affordable. That's the thing. (laughs) It won't be after this podcast airs, but... This defies
1: every trend I know about like short-lived 90s and 80s toys.
2: Yeah, maybe you're right that they just weren't around long enough for anyone to have made much of an association with them.
1: Yeah, that might be the answer. It's just like no one cares. (laughs) It was
2: 80s mom's... Giving their kids toys away, and then the ones who received them just thinking they were another kind of Barbie and not really paying attention.
0: <laughs> oh, man. Well, thank you for joining us, Monica, and teaching us all about the delightful madness of mood dreamers. <laughs>
2: I hope that, like the show, I've raised more questions than I've answered. <laughs>
1: I'm actually starting to really seriously consider just reaching out to the research department at Hasbro and seeing if someone could talk to us.
0: I really hope they can because we're very confused. Hasbro, we just want to talk, stop running.
1: (laughs) Please stop running and also maybe a job. And who were your
0: sculptors? (laughs) Who were your sculptors?
1: Give me their, I need the names, I need the numbers. I just want to talk.
2: We want to take them to lunch, they're amazing.
1: Oh man.
2: Well, thanks for having me. It was super fun to chat. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Thank you for this delightful 1980s madness. Oh, yeah.
0: I do hope you will come back sometime and tell us about more delightful and charming and adorable 80s and 90s toys.
1: Yeah, it's a good time unlocking all of these memories. I know the nostalgia factor is so
2: high. I just love them. So good. I'll try to take a picture for later of how they... No, I won't take a picture of them glowing in the dark because it's in the dark, Monica. Figure it out.
0: God damn it. (laughs) I believe in you. I think you can do it. I'll see myself out <laughs> if you would like to suggest episode topics or just say hello you can email us directly antiquesfreakspodcast at gmail.com you can post in our facebook group antiques freaks friends or you can tag us on tumblr antiquesfreaks.tumblr.com if you would like to listen to deleted scenes or listen to our special bonus episode presentation of the victorian penny dreadful varian the vampire you can hit up our patreon at patreon.com slash antiques Special shout out to our patrons for paying our hosting fees and filling our hearts with love. And thank you in particular for listening. Au revoir!